What's poppin' with you? It's your girl, Jazz. And right now you're listening to the season three opener, Generational Curse Breaker. I ain't even gonna say too much in this intro, but just know that I don't know about you, but as for me, I know that I am on a journey of breaking generational curses because I know for a fact that generational curses end here. And that is gonna be the focus this season. So if you are ready, if you are ready to put it into these curses and walk in the blessings that God has promised you and your descendants, your whole entire family since the beginning of time, then let's get to work. But with that being said, in this episode, I basically just went over the rundown of what are generational curses and how do we get here in the first place and what are some ways that we can conquer these things. And throughout this season, we're going to have a blast. We're going to be laughing, joking, man, being transparent, all of that. We're going to enjoy this journey of breaking generational curses together as a family. So I'm just asking you, are you willing to put in the work to become the generational curse breaker of your family? If the answer is yes, let's get to work. Let's begin the show. What's popping, y'all? You're listening to the Babbling with Jazz podcast, where I, your host, Jasmine Charlie, hold nothing back while living and speaking my truth. I'm on a mission to inspiring those who need it and also having the important conversations on topics that people tend to overlook or avoid. So join me as I babble about this beautiful gift that we call life. What's on and popping with you? Welcome back to another episode here on the Babbling with Jazz podcast with your favorite girl, Jasmine Charlie. Man, it's been so long since I've said that. I've missed saying that. I've missed you guys, Babble fam. Welcome to season three. We are in season three. And this season, I just know, and I'm going to just say right now, before we even get started with today's episode, this season is going to be life-changing. This whole podcast in itself already is life-changing, but I seriously mean there is going to be a unexplainable, unmeasurable shift and change in your life, in our lives this season season three, which is Generational Curse Breaker. Ooh, child, I forgot to introduce myself to the listeners. Lord Jesus. So let's rewind that back. Hey, (laughs) y'all. Hey, y'all, what's poppin'? My name is Jasmine Charlie. You can call me Jazz. And I am a certified transformation life coach who helps people break free from self-sabotage and gets people in alignment with their life's purpose. I am a global speaker speaking on different topics. I love to talk, baby. That's why you get babbling with Jazz. And if you are a newbie listening to this podcast, basically in this podcast, I spark up the uncomfortable conversations that people in society tend to either overlook or avoid. There's a lot of conversations that need to be discussed in society, but a lot of people are trying to hide from them or some people just really just genuinely don't know. And I truly believe that once we have these uncomfortable conversations, that a transformation is going to happen. And I want to make sure that all my listeners are in alignment with their life's purpose and are in alignment with the will of God. Because when you are in alignment with the will of God, it literally sets you up for nothing but greatness because God is your daddy. Like, he's not going to hold out on you. Like, he's like, dude, I have a plan for you, bro. Like, if you just follow me and let me show you 
it's going to be way better than what you think your best life is. I can promise you that. So that is really the gist of my show. And it's having dope conversations with different individuals about life and just different life provoking topics. Like I like to talk. I like to talk a lot and I don't like surface level conversations. And that is one of the reasons why I sparked and started this podcast, because there were a lot of surface level conversations and I like to go beneath the surface. Okay. So that's what you can expect from babbling with jazz. You're going to expect nothing but transparency, realness. I might crack a few jokes here and there you're gonna feel a little bit conviction here and there too sometimes I'd be convicted myself it's really not me it's the Holy Spirit okay understand that this is a Holy Spirit ran podcast meaning that I let God speak through me and uh, whatever God wants to say I let he has to say because this is honestly God's podcast this is his platform I'm just the steward over it I'm just the vessel like that's it that's all you know what I'm saying so I love Chipotle. I always have to say that. Um, so if you ever want to just be nice and just give me some Chipotle, that'll be dope. Okay, cool. But before I get into all the deets about what I have in store for us this season, I just want to catch kind of catch y'all up with some little life updates and whatnot. I know it's been a little minute since I haven't talked to y'all since really 2019. Technically, I did have a bonus episode. If you have not listened to that bonus episode, make sure you go check that out. But yeah, so a couple life updates were. I went to Nigeria. Nigeria was bomb and amazing, chilled with family, um, and really just got re-rooted and reconnected with like, okay, this is who I truly am. And I tell people that like, literally as soon as the plane landed, bruh, like I felt a shift in my spirit. Like I knew like my spirit was like, yeah, you home sis, you are home. So just remembering where I came from. And I just feel like what beautiful, what, what more beautiful way for God to you know, really helped me and, you know, start this journey of breaking generational curses, then going back home to Nigeria um, and just really connecting, spending time with my family, spending time in my culture, like fully living and breathing in my culture. So that was amazing. And then also another quick life update was February 2nd, 2020, I got rebaptized. I rededicated my life to Christ. Um, it was a mo- honestly a spur in the moment type of deal. I just felt the Holy Spirit lead me one day um, when I was in church service. It was like, yeah, now's your time. Now, I knew I always wanted to get rebaptized, but I just didn't know how I was going to go about it. Like, I just knew eventually, you know, I'm going to. But when God moves, when God says now is the time, when God's divine timing literally comes, you just got to run with it. Okay. So it was amazing. Um, and yes, yeah, so I got I rededicated my life to Christ. And I, at some point, I was like on my journey before I rededicated, I was like, look, bro, like I'm tired of like playing it safe. I'm tired of like the half stepping. I want to be all in. And I know that if I'm all in, it's not going to be easy. But this is a step that at least I'm trying. I'm making an effort every single day to be all in. You know what I'm saying? God isn't looking for perfection. He's looking for progression. He's looking for, no, somebody who just really wants to, who's willing. He's like, if you're just willing, if you have the faith enough to just try, then I'll meet you. I'll meet the other half, the rest of your needs. You get what I'm saying? So I'm so thankful for that. Um, I also started this thing on campus um, called Transformation PV. So basically, if you don't know by now, I love Transformation Church, okay? And I love Pastor Michael Todd. Man, this man has literally transformed and changed my life through the Holy Spirit, through him. Like literally, the jasmine that you guys hear and see today would not be the jasmine you see and hear today if it was not for Pastor Michael Todd and some other resources, of course. But Pastor Michael Todd was one, 
like the main one the top up he up there like top three so on my pv campus basically we'd host we'd watch the latest sermons because he typically has series and i just want to say shout out to transformation pv because that is my family um shout out to y'all and that's pretty much it like that's my little life updates i mean my life i just been chilling y'all i just been doing what it do you know what i'm saying but that's that's a little life update about me i'm currently just on this journey of truly just consecration i want god to own and have his part in every single area of my life. Lord, nothing is off limits. A prayer that I um, am typically praying to myself is less of me, Lord, more of you. Okay. This is not even about me. This is about you. Okay. You are literally just renting out my body um, until I go six feet under. Now my spirit is now in in eternity in heaven with you chilling, sipping some Kool-Aid, eating some Chipotle, and we having a good old ball up in heaven. But for right now, I am being an open vessel for you to do whatever you want to get done here on this earth okay because it's not about me it's about you it's about you elevating and expanding your kingdom it's about you um helping um other people other souls you know experience the fullness of their life and experience true honest to god peace because that is what you promised us so i'm just being um a servant and a messenger i tell people all the time I want, I'm just working for God. You know, like life is so practical. You guys hear me say this all the time. The fact that we have to what in society, no matter where you are from, you work, okay? You have a job, okay? Um, Or there's a career, okay? What do you do? You put in work, you invest time and you're working for a company or an organization. And in return, you are receiving whatever monetary benefits, uh, different experiences, uh, different connections. But in essence, you are working for a particular company. If I'm working at Walmart, Walmart is my company that I'm working for. Well, it's the same thing with the kingdom of God. You can literally work for the kingdom of God. You get what I'm saying? There's people who go to Walmart Walmart, but don't work there. I go to Walmart. I've never worked at Walmart a day in my life. Um, No shade to anyone who does. I'm just using it as an example, folks. Okay. So it's the same thing. There's some people who know of God. You can know God all day long. You can know what he's done. You can know that he came, um, manifested himself on earth as man, died on the cross for us to save our, um, to save our souls and wiped our sins clean. You can know all that, but are you working for him? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I want us to shift from the, from the perspective and standpoint of knowing who God is to now working for him because there's so many benefits that come with working for God. Oh my, it is amazing. You literally can work for the creator of all things. The one who owns every single thing because every single thing that you know, he created. Okay. And you get to work for him. Can you just imagine those type of benefits? And it goes beyond the monetary. Oh, we're going to talk about it this season, y'all, because I believe my generation has a big idolization with not only romantic relationships, but also money. People will do anything for some money, okay? And the love of money is the root of all evil, okay? People will literally do whatever for some money, something that will expire, something that you can't even, something that is temporary. But when you work for the kingdom of heaven, when you work for God, when you are allowing God to use you, However, he wants to use you. Not only will money automatically be one of the many fruits that you bear, because that's just a part of you being in your purpose. Like God is going to provide. He's not just called a provider for no reason. You know what I'm saying? But also it it goes beyond the monetary. Even if your bank account is at the, in the negatives, when you are literally in the kingdom, when you are working for the kingdom, when you are in alignment with God and his will for your life, not your plan that you made up that you want to see manifest, but God's plan, 
Your current physical situation and circumstance can look so messed up and you can literally be at such a peace that is unexplainable. So, um, so generational curse breaker. So before, um, every season I want, I, you know, me and God, my, my CEO, my boss, you know what I'm saying? My manager, he like gives me the deets of like what, you know, I need to focus on in my life for, you know, and for anything. Right. So I'm like, okay, Lord, like for season three of the Babylon with Jazz podcast, what, what we, what we doing here? What, what, what we trying to do? And he plants in my spirit. Um, on, on my heart, generational curse breaker. So I'm like, generational curse breaker? Okay, Lord, I could get with it. Now, generational curse breaker is something that I typically, me myself even, I would always say, um, not always, always, but like I've found myself saying, oh, I am the generational curse breaker of my family. Generational curses end here and et cetera, et cetera, which is true. And I do see a lot of people via social media or in just different friend groups or different contexts where they claim and they say, I am a generational curse breaker or I am breaking generational curses. But the Lord put on my heart and he was like, yeah, Jazz, a lot of people say that, but a lot of people don't know truly what it means to be the generational curse breaker of your family. A lot of people don't even know how we got here in the first place. And my goal and what my desire for my children is to set them free from these generational curses so I can put them in alignment with the generational blessings that I have for them. Did you, I don't know. I don't know if you caught that. I don't know if you caught that. Lord, Lord, let's do this. Let's do this, Lord. See, we hear a lot about generational curses. That is true. There are some generational curses or curses that have been passed down throughout our bloodline. And don't worry, um, later on in this episode, I'm going to get into what generational curses are, how do we get here, et cetera, et cetera. But just know that there are curses that have been trickled down um, through our bloodline. And these curses will not stop trickling down throughout our bloodline until somebody in the bloodline defeats the curse. And later on in this episode, I'm going to explain what are the two things that are key in breaking generational curses. But though, yes, there are generational curses, not enough people talk about the generational blessing that God has for us. There are generational promises or blessings, gifts that God has created for your family, your bloodline since the beginning of time. He already had it imagined because he wants our whole, he wants us to be blessed. God loves blessing us. He loves blessing us. That's all he wants to do. But because of our selfish flesh nature and us wanting to get in the way and call the shots so much and do what we want to do, we are stopping the flow of God releasing that generational blessing to us. And since we stopped the flow, we actually have now contributed a, a generational curse. But before I get into that, God, I need you to understand that this season we're doing a lot of work in a good way. And it's like, if you we're on this journey together, okay, I am on this journey with you. We are doing this together. I've learned that the, the journey is more enjoyable when you have other people to do it with, but you have to be committed. You have to be committed because breaking generational curses, though it sounds nice, it sounds cool to say, oh, I'm a generational curse breaker though. Yes, that sounds cute. And it does look dope understanding what that entails whenever you say i'm the generational curse breaker that means that you are willing to fight you cannot break generational curses without fighting 
it is a war and you have to strap up and get ready to go because you are that one person and you're see how like it's 2020. So think about your bloodline, bro, since since the formation of humankind and these people, our ancestors haven't been able to successfully defeat these curses. It's not because they weren't able to, they clearly were, but it's where was your focus at? Where was your determination at? You get what I'm saying? So I want everyone who's under the side of my voice to understand that you are the generational curse breaker of your family. But you have to now make your actions align with that. The only way that you can break generational curses is through the will of God. That's what the the Bible gives us free game. Ain't no if and or buts about it. Period. God literally keeps us in alignment with breaking generational curses and it keeps us in alignment with us receiving favor and our generational inheritance from him. So I need you to understand that this season, you're going to need a, you're going to need a, a journal that is literally spe- specifically for you and your journey of breaking generational curses. If you ever want to take notes from this podcast, go ahead. If you ever just want to, okay, in your meditation time with the Lord and you just trying to get some free game, some kingdom wisdom from him and he drops some gems in your, in your life, in your head, write it down. It's time to get to work. It's 2020 and I know this year kind of started off kind of ooh ah like what's going on Lord but I don't care what I don't care what happens this is still my year and it's still your year it is still your year God is never changing if God told you the promises that he was going to manifest for you in your life this 2020 is going to happen period I don't care what virus is going on I don't care what tragic accident happens 2020 is still your year So with that being said, I just want to reiterate that this season is generational curse breaker, meaning that I'm dropping gems. We are going to incorporate things in our lives that are going to get us in alignment with breaking these generational curses, which is going to cause for us to be transparent. It's going to cause for us to be self-disciplined. It's going to cause for us to do a lot of things, but we're going to have fun on this journey. We're going to cry together. We're going to laugh together. We're going to joke. It's going to be, bro, this is going to be a popping season. It is going to be a popping season and you don't have a popping life. And I just want to reiterate again. I just need, I really feel it heavy on my heart that you need to understand that this is a fight. So you have to first, before you even commit to listening to the show or even generational curse curses in general, like you have to make a commitment that I'm committed to breaking these curses. I'm committed to doing this. And you don't just say it and then leave and then do what you want to do. Like you literally are consciously every single day thinking, you know, I am the generational curse breaker of my family. I am the generational curse breaker. You know what I mean? So that is the focus of season three. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see what God is about to do. Um, I'm so excited for you to see your growth. Oh my gosh. And just to see the testimonies. I mean, imagine how far we will be when we just completely dedicate ourselves to becoming the best version of ourselves and literally seeing who God has created us since the beginning of time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to see the promise that God has for me. Okay. I ain't trying to, bro, I ain't just come on earth to live no mediocre life. Okay. God did not create me to leave, live no mediocre life. Okay. He created me with a plan that is going to give me the fullness of everything that my heart desires. And when I cling close to God, my heart is going to desire what he desires. And God ain't going to have himself going out sad. So if God's going to give me his desires, uh, baby, I'm set for life. Literally, I'm set for life. So with that being said, though, I want to go in and just kind of explain what are generational curses and how do we get here in the first place? 
So you're committed to breaking these generational curses? For real? Like you not playing? Okay. Then what better way to show the whole world than by rocking some dope apparel? That's right. For a limited time only, Babbling with Jazz has some exclusive season three merch that looks way too good not to add to your wardrobe. And I don't know about you, but I want to make sure that the whole world knows that I'm a generational curse breaker. So click the link in the show notes below to grab yours. Let's break these curses in style and show the world that we mean business. Let's get back to the show. Deuteronomy 11, 27 through 28 says this, The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way that I am commanding you today to go after other gods that you have not known. That is Deuteronomy 11, 27 through 28. So basically it is saying, well, first understand there are blessings and that there are curses and God loves blessing us. Okay. But you can basically consider a curse, the opposite of a blessing, right? A blessing is something that brings fulfillment. It brings, you know, it, it brings fruit. It brings a positive, a, a beautiful harvest that is bigger than you. Now, a curse, on the other hand, is something that brings kind of negative consequences or suffering or just an ailment and whatever, any type of uh, form or capacity, right? So that's just, a you know, kind of definition of a curse. Uh, but understanding that in Deuteronomy, it literally said the blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord, your God. So literally, and this is why God only always just requires two things, uh, faith and obedience. Uh, when you are obedient uh, you are obeying God's commands, right? You are obeying God's direction. You are going to be blessed. You are going to live and have a blessed life when you are obedient to God and what the word of God says. It's pretty much that simple. Um, that is true success. Um, I got this from Pastor Michael Todd, part five of his Stronger series. If you've never watched that series or haven't watched that, that part, please watch it. It's really good. But he explained that like true success true success, not the money, not the fame, not the cloud, not the IG followers, but true success is your obedience to God. Because sometimes God is going to call you to do some things that are so hard for us to do and not necessarily hard, but it's challenging us. It's us against our flesh, right? We, we don't want to do it, but it's like, dang, but God told me to do it. So am I going to do it or am I going to do my own thing? But you being obedient, that is true success. And because obedience is so important to God. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless those who are obedient to him. You know what I'm saying? There are so many stories in the Bible where we see people are blessed through their obedience to God. Then we have here, um, it said um, in the verse, and the curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord, your God, but turn aside from the way I am commanding you today. So this is how the generational curses have formed, right? Generational curses. God is a God who loves it's a, he's a family God. Okay. So a lot of things, um, and we can see from the Bible, uh, our bloodlines and families. He's a, we see a lot of father, mother, son, daughter. Like it's, it's a lot of those words in the Bible because God is based off family. This is why family is so important. And this is why I call you honestly bible fam um but curse if you do not obey the commandments of the lord your god god is bounded by his word right so god is like okay 
I am bounded by my word. So I have to be, God is so faithful. He's faithful to whatever he says. This is why I say, if, if God has promised you something, it's going to happen. It may not happen when you want it to happen, but it's going to happen. God will, God is not a God that would ever lie. You get, what I, you get what I'm saying? So in his word, he's literally telling us from the jump in the beginning, look, if you obey me, if you are obedient to me, I will bless you. If you do not obey me, a curse is going to be handed out. You're going to be cursed in some way, shape or form or fashion. So curses actually rooted from disobedience and generational curses are something it, it, it stemmed from somebody in our bloodline, an ancestor, somebody it could be your grandmother, great grandmother, great, 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 your parents, whatever. And they were disobedient, Right. And their disobedience has now caused a curse to now form. Now, the curse can show up in so many different, there's so many different ways of curses. You know what I'm saying? Can be a repeated pattern if divorce is very rampant in your family, a lot of divorce. If it is financial struggle, um, if it is perversion, if it is masturbate, like, you know, sexual urges, if it's um, um, teenage pregnancies, whatever the case may be, like, that is, that is, a thing that is trickling down each and every single bloodline until somebody in that bloodline refruits the curse and, and, and breaks the curse. And it's through what? Obedience and faith. That is the, that is the, the fruit. I mean, the two key things in breaking generational curses. So understand that on this journey, on this season, and for this year, 2020, and even moving forward beyond, you know, for the rest of your life, understand that uh, there are the, the top two things that you're going to need on this journey of being a generational curse breaker is faith and obedience. But I just want to read um, Deuteronomy to show that this is how we, we this is where we see blessings and curses formed. Blessings is formed through what? Obedience. Curses are formed through what? Disobedience. So whatever generational curse that you're, you and your family are going through, it is because somebody at some point in your bloodline was disobedient to God. And God is a God who was bounded by his word. If he said it, he has to go through with it. Does it hurt him that he has to do it? Yes, but he's bounded by his word. That's how faithful he is. You know what I'm saying? But thank God he sent Jesus to die for us. So now we just got to walk in that victory because our human flesh itself, our human bodies itself, our human minds itself doesn't, we do not have the power enough to, 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 to combat that. But since we have Jesus's spirit, if you accept his spirit to live through you, you have free game now to just defeat and slay these things in the spiritual war because we already got the victory. Um, but I want to sh- read, um, a verse, um, show an example in the Bible where we see generational curses, uh, being, um, shown and affected. So we see this, um, in many different, um, family stories in the Bible, but let me, let's talk about Abram. Well, it's really Abraham, but this is before Abraham became Abraham, but Abram and Isaac. Now, Abraham was, um, Abram or Abraham was the man um, that God came and gave a promise. He said, you know, he was very righteous. He was very obedient to God, et cetera, et cetera. But God said, you know, through your, through your bloodline, through you, um, uh, your, your, you, 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 your bloodline will be blessed. The generations after you will be blessed. Okay. So we are all what descendants of 
Abram or Abraham. But there was a situation. Let's go to Genesis uh, chapter 10. There was a situation that happened with Abram. And we're going to see that that situation kind of repeated itself now in his son's life, Isaac. Now, fun fact about um, his son, Isaac. Now, um, if you're not aware of the Abram sto- Abraham and Sarah story too much, basically God promised Abraham, right? Okay, like I said earlier, like God promised Abraham through your descendants, you know what I'm saying? I'll bless you and whatever like that, like your generations after you will be blessed and stuff like that. But mind you, Abram, Abraham and Sarah, Sarah was barren, like she wasn't having children and they was getting really old, but God promised them that they would have children, not just children. They would have more children than the stars in the sky, their descendants. Right. So, you know, they were getting old. So at some point, Sarah got impatient. She wanted to help God out and say, you know what, Abraham, go ahead, go sleep with my slave, Hagar, go sleep with her, have, let her have one of your childs because I'm too old. You know, this ain't working out. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, have your child because I'm too old. I can't give you a child. But God, if, like I said, if God said it's going to happen, he's bounded by his word. It's going to happen. May not be when you want it, but it's going to happen. Okay. So that is when, um, so Abraham did sleep with Hagar. Um, they gave birth to a son named Ishmael, but he was not the promised child. But eventually later down the line, just giving you a quick little rundown, later down the line, Sarah gave birth, Sarah got pregnant and they gave birth to Isaac. Now Isaac was the promise, the promised child. That is the one God promised, bro, since the beginning since the beginning abram you will be a father yes sarah might be super duper old and crusty but she's going to get pregnant and she's going to deliver a healthy baby boy named isaac to you okay okay so understand that this example that i'm about to read from it's a depiction in a in a visual representation of generational curses being shown in both father and son abram and isaac Okay, so I'm reading from Genesis 12, verse 10. I know I said Genesis chapter 10 earlier, but don't mind that I really meant Genesis chapter 12. So um, 10 through 20 here. Now, this is Abram, the father, okay? So we're going to read and see. Uh, I just want you to pay attention to what I'm saying um, and reading in this text. And then when we read um, Isaac later down the line and see the correlation between the two things, okay? So in chapter 10, I mean, verse 10, It says, now there was a famine in the land and Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe. As he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife, Sarah, this is before Sarah became Sarah. So she still had her old name, which is Sarah. I know what a beautiful woman you are. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Then they will kill me, but let you live. Say you are my sister so that I will be treated well for your sake and my life will be spared because of you. When Abram came to Egypt, the Egyptians saw that Sarai was a beautiful woman and the Pharaoh's officials saw her. They praised her to Pharaoh and she was taken into his palace. He treated Abraham, Abram well for her sake. And Abram acquired sheep and cattle, male and female, donkey and male, female servants and camels. But the Lord inflicted serious diseases on Pharaoh and his household because of Abram's wife, Sarai. So Pharaoh summoned Abram. What have you done to me? He said, why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister so that I took her to be my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. Then Pharaoh gave orders about Abram to his men, and they sent him on his way with his wife and everything they had. 
so see here that Abram, you know, uh, to for his protection, right? They went down to Egypt. I don't even think God uh, ordered them to go to Egypt, but you know, they went down to Egypt and Abram was like, okay, you're very beautiful. Them people going to kill me. If they find out that I'm your husband, they're going to try to kill me and keep you. So you're going to say that you my sister. So that way, if I'm your brother, they're going to be looking out for me and you know, they're not, they're not going to kill me and we're going to be straight. So you're going to be, even though you really are my wife, I'm a, I'm a change really the definition of who we really are in secret because we are basically being disobedient or whatever okay cool so now 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 this is the good stuff this is the good stuff see how we see this trickle down to his son Isaac years later um in Genesis uh 26 uh line two the Lord okay no let's start in line one 26 chapter I mean line one now there was a famine in the land. Now let's just stop there. Now there's another, it just so happens to be another famine. This is the same thing that started, I mean, the same, you know, starting point kind of uh, with uh, Abram. So now there was a famine in the land besides the previous famine in Abram's time, Abraham's time. And Isaac went to Ablamech, king of the Philistines in Greer. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, do not go down to Egypt Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while and I will be with you and I will bless you. For to you and your descendants, I will give all these lands and will conform the oath I swore to your father, Abram. That's the promise. That is the promise. God is saying, be obedient to this. I'm going to, you know, give the oath that I promised your father, Abram. That's the blessing. That's the blessing. Line four, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give them all these lands and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him, keeping my commandments in my decrees, in my instructions. So this is another example here. God is literally confirming because your father was obedient to me. You and your descendants are going to be blessed because of his what? Obedience. So understand that obedience is one to, a way to break these generational curses. The reason that we're dealing with these generational curses right now is because somebody wasn't obedient. But that means that it's giving you the chance to now be obedient, fight these things, rebuke these things, pray against these things, and live the life that God has called you and your family to live. Because not only can there be generational curses, but there's generational blessings. God had a plan to bless these generations and Abraham's descendants, right? God has a generational blessing that he wants to give you and in your inheritance and in your family and your descendants. But there's a generation, there, there may be a generational curse that is getting in the way of you and your family and your descendants experiencing the generational blessing that God had for you. But let's keep going. In line six, it said, so Isaac stayed in Gerar. When the men of that place asked him about his wife, he said, she is my sister because he was afraid to say she is my wife. He thought the men of this place might kill me on account of Rebecca because she is beautiful. When Isaac had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked down from a window and saw Isaac caressing his wife, Rebekah. So Abimelech summoned Isaac and said, she is really your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? Isaac answered him, because I thought I might lose my life on account of her. 
Then Ambalmelech said, what is this to you? What is this you have done to us? One of the men might have had might might well have slept with your wife and you would have brought guilt upon us. So Abimelech gave orders to all the people. Anyone who harms this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Now, the same scenario that happened between Isaac, I mean, Abraham or Abram and Sarai, this is before their name changes, like I said, and Isaac and Rebecca are identical. Now check this out though. I'm pretty sure Isaac probably did not know that his father did this years, years, years before he was even born. But do you see that innate, that same situation played itself again? That Isaac just so happened to have this fear that he was going to die prematurely because his wife was so beautiful. So that right way he had to call his his wife his sister. That is a generational thing that was passed down through his bloodline. That is something that his father did because of his father's disobedience. And peep how in the beginning of um, chapters, I mean, chapter 26, God told um, in the, during the famine, God told uh, uh, Isaac, do not go down to Egypt. When Abram went down to Egypt, that is when Abram did all this and that, right? That is when Abram, you know, said that Sarah was his sister and not his wife. But in the beginning of 26, we see God told a, um, Isaac, their son, don't go to Egypt stay where I'm stay put stay put but still we see this 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 curse factor apply this this trait that was passed down from father to son it's very vivid the same situation happened very identical and though yes God still had a plan right for 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 their family and their descendants to be blessed that trait was still trickled down and passed down to Isaac and Isaac probably didn't even know Isaac probably didn't know his father lied and said that his that his mama was really his sister back in the day. And now here Isaac is doing the same thing, whether he knew or did not know. It is still that same generational thing that is passed down through the bloodline. So I'm saying this to say, family, that there are things that we ourselves do, some traits of ours that we think is just normal. You know what I'm saying? We just think it's it's us, but it's really something that has been passed down generationally and understanding that there are some curses that are in us and our families that we need to break. It needs to, it stops here. It ends here because if you don't do it, your children are going to experience it. If not your children, now your grandchildren are going to do it. It skips. It passes down through the bloodlines. And I don't know about you, but I am dedicated to defeating all these generational curses on behalf of my family because I don't want my my children or my descendants to experience any of the things that my me or my ancestors have experienced. The generational curses must stop here, but it causes for your obedience. It causes for your faith. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to kick off this season and understand and to help you understand that the only way to break generational curses is through the will of God. It is through you being submitted to God. If you allow God to have full control over your life, every single aspect, not just 50, 50, not just no 70, 30. uh -uh. If you allow God to have every single area of your life, I promise you generational curses will break. They will break. So your homework assignment for this week, and I'm going to end with this because I'm not even trying to babble too much, okay? 
Your homework assignment is this. I want you to take a self-reflection of yourself and of your family. What is a trait? What is something that you see vividly in your family? What are what are some of the curses that are in your family? It causes to be be vulnerable. It causes to be truthful with yourself. But if you want to be this generational curse breaker that we see everybody in their mama talking about, but nobody, everybody in their mama want to say they're a generational curse breaker. But when it's time to put in the work to be that generational curse breaker, it's crickets. Let's stop it. Cut it out. If you want to be this generational curse breaker, the first step is understanding what generational curses do you and your family have? What are the generational curses that are being passed down throughout your bloodline? Pray about it. um, Seek and you will find. Okay. It's extremely important that you do your homework. I cannot emphasize and stress this enough. It is so important. If I ever leave this episode with a homework assignment, please make sure that you do it because you cannot be mad at the results that you don't see yourself getting if you're not putting in the work. Like I said earlier, we are all on this journey together. We all are a family. So you are not breaking these generational curses alone, but for you to fully and get started on breaking these curses, you have to see what are you dealing with here? So making sure that you make time to sit down and be still and do some self-evaluation and to see, okay, what is it that my family really has been dealing with and what is being passed throughout my bloodline make sure not to lose the sheet of paper because we're going to need it next week um, for next week's episode as well if you're serious about this journey if you're serious about making a change and becoming the best version of yourself then whenever I leave a homework assignment it's imperative that you do this self-reflection because honestly it's at the best interest for you and I'm here doing it with you as well you are not in this alone there are thousands of other people along with you all across the world who are doing this too so if you want to see this transformation if you truly want to break these curses make sure that you are taking heed and doing the homework assignments because it is in your best interest. But I'm excited for the work that we are about to conquer and accomplish together as a family. So I just want to close out with this. I am so, so, so excited for this season of the podcast. We are going to be breaking generational curses. We're going to experience the generational blessings that God has for us and our families. We're going to literally have a better understanding of our purpose and our identity and who we clearly are. Um, and I'm excited. So I just want to close out with this one verse um, from John 10, 10. Um, it says, the thief comes to only steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So I just want you to know that God has promised you to, uh, he wants you to experience life, true life. Don't be deceived by what the world thinks life is, because I promise you, you you won't fool yourself. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal these um, generational blessings that that God has for us. He wants to kill our hope and our dreams and kill our relationship with God and kill our desire to be a better version of ourselves. And he wants to destroy us our existence, our mankind, period. He wants to destroy our entire being, you know, but God came so that we can live and not only live and not only so we can have life, but also so we can have it abundantly. You are daughter or son of the king. You are royalty. So abundance is your birthright. So it's time to walk in that abundance. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to say, Lord, thank you for a great season opener. God, we are on our all we are committed right now to be the generational curse breakers of our family. So God, whatever it causes us to give up, whatever it causes us to take on, let it be done. Give us the strength to do it. 
We know that we are weak individuals, but through you, through tapping into your strength, your unlimited strength, we are able to do anything. We love you, Lord. We thank you. Amen. So until next week, y'all, keep it popping, keep it love. Make sure you send in your Ask Jazz questions, and I will see you on Wednesday. I love you. And as always, as I always and forever will stay, stay positive. No, I always do this. Oh my gosh, positive vibes only. Stay true to yourself and remain in alignment with the perfect will for your life, which is God's will. I love you.